Welcome to Julie Lawton Living, featuring engaging conversations on creating the life, business, and luxury home of your dreams. With over 30 years of experience in the design-build industry, Julie has completed over 1,000 remodels and custom homes in Southern California and provides architecture, design, engineering, and general contracting as a unique one-stop shop for her clients. Let's join the conversation with our host, Julie Lawton. Welcome back, everyone. This is Julie Lawton. I'm at julielawtonliving.com, where my podcast airs every week, and we're discussing fun topics about what it's like to, to be in the design-build industry and telling my stories. And today, we're going to cut to the chase and talk about the facts of how do you communicate with your contractor? Is your contractor driving you nuts? Is uh, what's, what's going on? So I'm going to talk about how it's what it's like to really be the contractor and how you should talk to your contractor and what you should know. Yeah. So Julie, I think the first thing that I'm interested in is how do you establish clear communication channels and expectations with clients from the very beginning of a project? Well, I think I've become a master of explaining in advance. I have the seven simple steps, which explains the entire process from conception to completion, the entire birthing of a project is detailed out. You know, I actually have it detailed out on my computer with thousands of steps that are one by one by one by one by one from the day the client calls until the day we turn over the home to the home to them and then the lifetime maintenance. So there is a process and I explain it. That's what makes me different. I actually explain it. I tell them everything's going to happen and everything to expect and you know, gosh, it just, it's, um, it's transparent. I'm very transparent. And since I do the architecture, the interior design and the contracting, I can actually explain it. Mm -hmm. What are some of the common challenges or miscommunications that come up due to, you know, somehow miscommunication between Mm -hmm. not that it would happen with you or our (laughs) clients, but between a contractor and a client, what are some of those common issues that arise and maybe how can those be avoided? Well, I can tell you one thing from personal experience is that there is no miscommunication. It's whether you're listening or not, because I put everything in writing and I have a couple of clients who choose not to listen to what's been told or listen to what the process is. And their expectations are what they want as opposed to what the reality is. So you've got to be careful and listen to what is going to happen and why. And there is no way around how the process works. And there is no way around when it's going to be over. And there is no set end date, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of... So I've had situations in my 30 years where there's challenges because the client refuses to understand, let's say, and um, appreciate or maybe... um, just understand it and uh, and, uh, agree that there is a process that can't be skipped. So... And is that mainly around uh, timelines or budget or both? It's um, normally it's around timelines because everybody gets anxious because your contractor is I'm all I'm all three architect, designer, contractor. So in most situations, your contractor is at the mercy of how good are the plans. And if the plans suck or they're not drawn by a professional, then, the, then he's going to ask you every single question of what he needs to do every day. And unfortunately, he starts asking these questions after he starts the construction usually. And that's where the problems start. So again, to avoid the problems, you need a process. 
And the process means those plans and all your specifications and all your selections should be complete before the contractor starts construction. If that's not done, you're in for a nightmare because the contractor won't be able to keep up with the fact you pick appliances that are three months, six months out. The job gets delayed. The, the, the client changes their mind on materials during construction. The costs go up. So the contractor gets a bad rap because of things that aren't done in order like they should be before he starts. So that's my defense for the contractor when things go south is because no one helped him with complete specs before he started. So that's why problems happen, just so you know. Mm -hmm. Why do you keep saying he when referring to the general contractor? Oh, that's right, darn it, because there's only me out there. No, there's a couple of other women that do what I do. So kudos to you if you're listening. Bravo. But you know, the average contractor's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the midst of um, all the plans and the communication back and forth, there's a lot of terminology that is specific to the construction industry, technical terminology that clients are probably not familiar with. How do you personally effectively communicate those technical details and concepts to a client along the way? Well, it's like in construction, we're talking another language amongst ourselves and the client cannot keep up. So I like to make it plain English because even like I go to the doctor or you go talk to some a lawyer about something, they start talking about all these high level things with funny words that you can't understand. Like what? You know, I just tell them, say that in English, would you? You know, so I know how it is because I just want to hear it in plain English, like the facts, like blah, 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 blah. That means six month delay. Blah, 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 blah. That means a hundred thousand more. Blah, 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 blah. That means we have to stop. <laughs> you know, there, I I just get right to the chase because I don't, I don't, uh, you know, uh, go around it. I go right to it. Mm hmm. One a huge aspect of effective communication is active listening. So how do you ensure that you personally understand and address our clients' needs or concerns throughout the entire process from beginning to end? How do you do that? Well, I listen to what they're saying and then I put it in writing and break it into bullet points and make sure this is what we're doing, right? Because even if you say it on the phone and then they agree to it, then I outline it again. And then I outline the consequences if it's a change order or a request for change. And I make it crystal clear verbally and in writing because some people don't like, don't actually hear, oh, it's six months more and it's a hundred thousand more. They just think, oh, you can do it tomorrow. And why do I have to pay for that? You know, so they choose to listen to what they want to hear. And that's when it becomes a problem. But we put it in writing. We have signed change orders before we do the work. It's a whole process, but I really try to get that out uh, up front verbally and in writing. Mm -hmm. How do you handle the kind of you, you mentioned going to the doctor and having the you know technical terminology there? And how do you handle your bedside manner, so to speak, uh, <laughs> you know, in terms of, OK, yeah, we did find dry rot. We did find termite damage. We did find whatever the problem is. We did find footings that need to be replaced or whatever. How do you address that, bring it to their attention in a way that they can like actually absorb it and swallow it? Well, I can't just say, hey, this and this technically happened. I have to go back to, hey, we have an issue. We have a problem. And this problem is going to cost more money and it's going to cause delays. And here is why. 
there's this is what we found. This is what we have to do. This is how long it'll take to do it. And this is how much it'll cost to do it. And then what I do with my cost is I break it down so into many, many parts so they can understand why. Because if they don't understand what they're paying for and it's not broken down, like I won't pay a bill if I don't see why it's why it costs that much. You got to explain it to them numerically, breaking it down, being transparent with your costs. So I go out of my way. I don't just put a number on it and blah, blah, blah. I go way out of my way to explain the why because some people don't understand. Even if you tell them, then you got to tell them, well, yeah, you can't do this because it's raining now. I mean, you actually have to say it, but they don't know why you can't put the roof on. Why is the roof three months delay? Uh, it's raining every day. I mean, there's some things you just have to be crystal clear about because they don't get it and because they don't see that the logistics that were because in construction, one little thing as a ripple effect can it affects a thousand other things. Mm-hmm. And they don't and they don't understand that. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Always. <clears throat> every client uh, obviously is a unique individual, unique personality, unique needs, challenges, concerns, desires. And part of that then I would assume impacts the way that they want to be communicated to. So you've mentioned that you talk to them on the phone, but you also follow up in writing. Are there other ways that you change your communication approach based on the needs or preferences of the client? Well, I do it with pictures and, and, and videos. If I have to, I walk around the house with a video if they're out of state and they can't make it, or I walk them through the job because there's nothing better than one-on-one face-to-face communication because something about that sinks at home. When you put it in writing or text, it's it's gets some things get lost in translation. So I always, if I can, if it's com- really complicated, I walk them through the job and explain it, or I go to their house and explain it on the plans because some people aren't good at looking at 2D drawings. They need the 3D example. Mm-hmm. So. I do whatever it takes per per each person. Can yeah. you give me, a, give me an example of that recently where there was a bit of a challenging client communication situation and how you navigated that? Well, it happens all the time with any client that might be in a rush. So I have to explain it and maybe break down what we're doing on one little thing that affects six other trades. Mm. Like when are we going to have an inspection on this because six other people can't work until that inspection happens. So then I show them what has to be done before the inspection, after the inspection, and who's lined up. So I'm always kind of clear to put it in writing, but I show pictures and explain it because it's complicated. I mean, you know, when you're building something and they don't know the order things go in. So if Mm -hmm. I explain it, it's still maybe Greek to them, but at least there's an order to the madness and the order to the process they can see. And then that helps them understand that I can't do this before that. I have to do it in a certain order. So I just go to extra lengths with pictures and, and breakdowns and, and number everything in order. (laughs) Well, my hope is that people as they're listening um, are picking up the, the fact that you've got a lot of effective communication that's happening between Mm. you and our clients so that if they choose Julie Lawton Design Build, um, they're going to be clearly communicated with every single day from the very beginning, listened to and communicated with. And yet there are probably some homeowners who are listening who are in the middle of a remodel with a contractor and they're having some challenges communicating effectively. And so what uh, what advice would you give that homeowner? What would you suggest to them if they're trying to build that bridge of communication with their existing contractor? 
well, everyone will hate me for saying this, but I, during my construction, I take pictures every day of what we're doing and I have cameras running 24 seven. So if you want to watch, you can watch us, but what it, what it really starts out with clear communication is I have a plan. I have a schedule. So if your architect's not done with the plans or they're not complete, you're, you're during the waiting game, but he's not giving you email updates of what he's doing three, four weeks go by and he's not talking to you. Your designer's involved and she's, you know, taken forever to help you pick the sofa, whatever. But the construction is the same thing. It, there should be constant communication. So I have daily photographs and I do a written weekly update every Friday after the job starts. But before the job, it's weekly communication. Where are we at during the architectural city submittal and design phase? Because Every week we're doing something. So the client should know what you're doing and why. And if there's a delay, they know why. But just because you're not talking to them um, doesn't mean you're not doing something. But if you're not talking to them, you might not be doing something. And is, so that's the problem. So your the suggestion to homeowners is have your architect, your designer, and your contractor give you a weekly update of where they're at. I do daily pictures and some clients don't want to see them every day because it's too many emails, but they're there. So my Auditon clients get a daily report from me because they can't come over. But I just think my suggestion is where's what's the plan? What's the schedule? Where are you at? And communicate every week. But if it's urgent and there's attentions are high, I would suggest communicating every day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Until it gets smoothed out and you understand because then you know they're actually doing something and what their struggles are because the delays are usually because of the city or some other or weather or something. But if it's not, then you know what's going on and then you can help them correct it or fire them. All right. Hey, and of course, Julie Lawton Design Build is always available to come along and uh, give you assistance. So you're always welcome to reach out at julielawton.com. And if you'd like to listen to previous episodes, check out julielawtonliving.com or any of your favorite podcast apps. All of our episodes are there and follow on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. All those places have behind the scenes videos of Julie with uh, employees showing what's going on behind the scenes, just like she talked about so that you can see her in action. So it's great to be with you again, Julie. Thanks, David. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'll see you on the next one. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. And we encourage you to follow Julie Lawton Design Build on all social media platforms so that you can get a behind-the-scenes look at Julie's life and leadership as she designs and builds beautiful custom homes. All the links are in our show notes, available at julielawtonliving.com or by swiping up on your phone now. See you next time on Julie Lawton Living.